Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our round 12 uh, review for our Supercoach draft side. Uh, we had a win this weekend, a pretty big win. We ended up getting it uh, pretty easy. I thought it was going to be a little bit tighter. Uh, but, you know, when you have a captain that doesn't do overly well, as Tom did, um, it sort of widens that gap pretty quickly. Uh, gap probably wasn't as wide as what it should have been, to be fair. I thought we had a really close game throughout the weekend. But uh, that's just the way that it goes with captain options, as you guys know. Um, so I'll go through my review because uh, I have a bit of announcement in the preview for next week. I actually made a huge, huge trade uh, this week that um, yeah I'm very, very happy with. Uh, stoked with how it uh, played out, how it came about. Put a few weeks of work into it. Um, and yeah, very, very happy with how it's turned out. And I think that if I get everything go my way with my trade, I think I'm going to be near impossible to beat this year. But it does come with a lot of risk, which we will talk about soon. And there's an argument <clears throat> that it was risk that I didn't actually have to make because my team was already looking pretty damn good. But uh, when you get an opportunity like the one that I had pop up, uh, I couldn't really let it go. So we'll get to that in a minute. But we'll go through my review from the weekend, first of all. I uh, came up against Tom, who's another guy in the top four. Got a pretty solid team this year, Tom. Um, he's... He's had a really good last few years. I think he drafted Turbo in 2021. He got him reasonably late than last year. Uh, he took a you know a sh- shot in the dark at Nico Hines uh, late in round one. So he ended up with the last two years probably two you know two arguably the two best players in Supercoach realistically. Um, so he's been driving a Ferrari around the last few years, and this year. His team's not bad, don't get me wrong, uh, but as soon as you and, and I'll be the same next year. You go from having like a Nathan Cleary to other players, it can be really tough to get 
brought back down to earth when your team isn't hitting those thousands and whatnot every single week. So, um, but yeah, look, I think Tom's built a solid side so far. I think it will definitely be there come finals time. Uh, but he probably just lacks that huge ceiling. His first pick was Harry Grant, uh, and that was our worry with taking Harry Grant uh, at the start of the season that he just doesn't have that ceiling that allows you to win a competition, in my opinion. Uh, but he has got guys that have done incredibly well, and Dill Brown's a guy that he's got, obviously, with a high ceiling. But Dill Brown doesn't play in the grand final week of our comp. So, um, yeah, I, I yeah, Tom's put himself in a bit of an interesting position. He's got other gun guys, though, like Benny Hunt and Dill Edwards, uh, but he just doesn't really have a guy that can go 140, 150. There's not too many guys in the comp that have that ability, to be fair, um, but I think that's going to be Tom's biggest obstacle he's going to have to overcome if he wants to win his first title this year. Uh, but we'll go through the games on the weekend and review how the scores all played out. The first game of the week, we had the Penny Panthers going up against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, I've obviously got a couple of Panthers in my side as they were heading into a bye. Nathan Cleary, Zach Hosking, Sonny Luke. Sonny Luke, as per usual, did sweet fuck all for me. 14. Zach Hosking uh, scored 53 in 60 minutes. So I think you'll see Zach Hosking go back to 80 minutes very soon is my mail, so I'm more than happy to be patient on him. And then Nath Cleary, he scored 125. Um, I personally thought he probably lost another... 45 to 50 points off guys essentially dropping balls over the line. Leota dropped one over the line, and then Mitch Kenny also dropped one. So um, an argument there that they potentially cost me a 1,000-point week, maybe. Uh, I think I would have just fallen short still. Scored 899, but Nath Cleary 125 with you know a couple of things that did go wrong with him. I think that the, the Scotty Sorensen try that was very controversial, he had that taken off him well, so that would have been a try assist. So, yeah, if all those things would have gone Nath's way, you can almost guarantee uh, I would have probably got to 1,000 points this week. But that's what happens sometimes. Uh, T, uh, sorry, Tom. I was about to say Tim. I'm so used to talking about Timmy fucking Williams. Tom had Dylan Edwards, who did really well, 80 points there. Uh, um, had, a, had a really good game, Dill. Very, very consistent player. Uh, we then had the Dragons taking on the Sydney Roosters in this game. I had Jack DeBellin. Played the full alley. Only scored 64. 64 still a good knock, but I was more worried about seeing his role uh, with the new coach and everything. And obviously, Blake Laurie got injured. So Jack DeBellin played the full 80. So I don't know if that's going to be a reality for him. I probably doubt it. And this week he's been moved to the 13 jersey. So it'll be interesting to watch the rotation there. But uh, with Blake Laurie injured, you really don't know what his role is going to be full time. Uh, so Jack DeBellin did a job for me as per usual, 64. Billy Smith was got 24. He was lucky to get 24. I thought he was awful in this game, Billy Smith, which was very disappointing. And Satili Tupanua, who was also awful, uh, 23. So my Roosters had a real shocker that was really disappointing. Um, for Tom, he had Benny Hunt. Had a really good game, 84 super coach points, and Egan Butcher scored 46 as well. So solid for me, who, who obviously took back that left edge spot. So a big win for Tom there, probably one that I thought Angus would take, and he still might as the season progresses. Uh, but the more the Roosters get beat through the middle, the better it is for Tom and Egan Butcher owners. Uh, the next game with the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I had my South Sydney boys here, Cody Walker and Campbell Graham. Cody Walker, 110 super coach points despite them losing, and Campbell Graham scored a try to get himself to 67. Um, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I'm not stoked with Campbell Graham 
uh, scoring 67 with a try. Not fantastic. Uh, I think it was a line break in there and a tackle break as well. So without that, he probably would have scored 38, 35, which isn't... I mean, for a CTW that doesn't score, you will take that. But I do expect a little bit more out of Campbell Graham. But it was a game they lost, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, on the other side of the park, Tom only had Jacob Host and Dill... Well, he had Jacob Host who got 21. But Dill Brown, he absolutely killed it. He had a huge game, 113. So at that point, we were looking reasonably even. I thought it was really going to go down to the wide. Uh, it should be noted, I had Nath Cleary as my vice captain, who I obviously took, so I got 250. Uh, Tom had uh, Dill, Dill Edwards, who got 80. So it was a good choice, but it, unfortunately, you know, when you are coming up against your Nath Cleary's, your Tom Turbos, your Nico Hines, these sort of guys, um, you normally need more than 80. Uh, we then had the Super Saturday games with the Sharkies and the Newcastle Knights. In this one, I had Teague Wilton. I also had Adam Elliott. Uh, he was on my bench. I didn't end up playing him, but Adam Elliott scored a 44, so we'll be happy to play him moving forward now that he's starting. Teague Wilton, 38. Uh, disappointing performance from Teague. He, um, yeah, he, he dropped, I think, three balls going into contact that if he would have caught them, um, you know, he's looking at, you know, over eight metres for a run and maybe a tackle break here or there. So those three drop balls, he obviously loses two points for all of them, but he also would have gained uh, two points from them. So those three drop balls ended up costing him like 12 to 15 points around that mark. So, uh, yeah, Teague a little bit down, not his greatest performance. We'll talk about him very soon. For Tom... From the Newcastle Knights, he had Bradman Best, who did really well. A score of 57 there, which was nice and juicy for Bradman Best. We then had the Tigers, who took on the North Queensland Cowboys and absolutely put the sword to them. I did not have a single player from this game. And the only one that Tom had was Ruben Cotter. And I thought, how good's this? 66 points. We're going to shit in. Then I realized Ruben Cotter scored a fucking try. Uh, so he got 70 points. So a really good knock from Ruben Cotter in that game. And then came the game that sort of decided it. The Dolphins going head-to-head with the Melbourne. And Storm, my boy Jermaine Asako. Uh, he's probably been, he probably was the best draft pick I think of the draft this year. I think I got him pick seven round seventeen. I think it was, and he's currently in the top ten scorers. We'll talk about him very soon. He's included in my trade. Uh, he's scored ninety seven, so a great knock by Jermaine once again. Uh, and then Conley Lemuelu just did his job as a CTW that gets me fifty to sixty every week, which I absolutely love. On the other side of the park, Tom had Kamakamitha who scored a forty one, but more importantly. He had Harry Grant, who was his captain, uh, and only scored 34. So he needed a big score, realistically, uh, and Harry Grant, 34, was not it, unfortunately. Um, See, this is what we spoke about with Harry Grant at the start. I think he's a tremendous footballer, but I think he's a better footballer than he is super coach player, and I think people overvalue Harry Grant in the early parts of the season. I understand that he's a hooker. I get it, and there's not too many great hookers around, but... Yeah, I don't know. This is why I would probably never pick Harry Grant as my first guy because he has got these low scores in him, and even his high scores, he caps out about 110, 120, so it just makes it really, really difficult. Uh, You have to build a really, really good team around Harry Grant to be able to win with him, and you have to hit some real goals with your second, third, fourth pick. Um, We then had... The Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Titans. I didn't have anyone in this one. Uh, who did Tom have? Brian Kelly, who I've always really rated as a super coach player. Scored 56 in this. Looked dangerous. Very underrated, Brian Kelly. Super coach, NRL, whatever it might be. Very, very underrated. And then we had the last game of the week, the Canberra Raiders and the Manly Seagulls. Uh, we had four Raiders uh, in this game. Well, actually, five. I had Seb Chris. He was on my bench. I also had Corey Horsburgh, who scored 62. And Joe Tapanay. Pretty quiet, Joe Tapanay. 47, so not stoked there. On the other 
side of the park, Tom had Hudson Young. He got 44 with a sin bin. Um, so he obviously loses 10 points, plus he probably loses four or five points It would have been on the field. So Hudson Young was looking like he was going to score a 60 that game until a bullshit sin bin. Thankfully, our game wasn't decided by that because that would have been heartbreaking because he did not deserve to get binned. And Matty Timoko, he's had a, a huge last few weeks. But in this one, only managed um, 32 Supercoach points. So uh, not ideal for Tom there. But, um, you know, still, I, I don't think his team did anywhere near as well as what it can. His captain did shit. He still scored 750. So um, I think all things considered, Tom will probably take that. I have a look at his extended bench. Who's he got? Luke Garner, Bud Sullivan, Nanai, Aaron Shop, Jack Whiten. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got Nanai to return. But I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to play when he comes back, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what moves Tom makes before the end of the season. Uh, so, guys, I also had Jackson Ford and Montoya, my Warriors, who had the bye, obviously, so they did not feature. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, but as Sonny Luke isn't really doing a job for me and I'm getting a little bit nervous about Sonny moving forward from a Supercoach perspective, uh, I picked up Havili the other day. I know that JD absolutely loves him at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm just hoping he can play 40 or 50 minutes. And I think I've got... I think I've got a good enough team to be able to get away with a hooker just getting me 30 to 50 points a week. I can't keep getting Sonny Luke's 10 to 14. It will cost me at some point. Uh, so, Havili, uh, I'm, I'm happy to hold Sonny Luke to see what happens. I think you'll see him play big minutes over the origin period, but I'm more so hoping that Havili uh, steps up over the next few weeks. Now, the big announcement about my team. I did make a big, big trade this week. Uh, I don't make too many trades. I haven't made too many trades in the past. Probably made a handful, I would say, uh, but never as big as this one. This was a really, really big trade, and this is a really good example of just playing eyes up in your draft competition. Um, as you guys know, I had a stack of second row forwards. I wanted to get rid of one or two of them. I was finding it really hard to find a trade, um, so I had to look pretty deep. I went through every single team in my comp a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed that one of the boys, Jem, who's uh, one of my best mates, I noticed that um, he had a lot of origin players that were coming up and he also his first two picks uh, which we all gave him a lot of shit about on draft day of course which was fair enough was Tommy Turbo and Caelan Ponga who have both had their injury concerns Turbo's played a lot of footy this year but up until you know Sunday 4pm he looked pretty broken the entire season I mean none of us were picking him for origin essentially um, and KP's obviously had his head knocks and everything he got knocked out again on the weekend so I spoke to Jem about three weeks ago and just floated the idea would you be willing to trade these two um, if you've been listening to these draft podcasts the entire season I think my team is in such a good spot that I'm able to take a little gamble on these sort of guys and I had I had guys in my team that are scoring better than them that I drafted very late who I was willing to trade because I think I've got guys to replace them. Um, so we spoke about a KP trade. We spoke about a turbo trade. We've been discussing it for three weeks and we're just trying to sort of work out where we were going to land. Uh, we caught up for a beer on Friday night before the Dragons game and sort of said, ah, oh, you know, we could make this trade work. Uh, if we and, and, and the thing in our comp that is, is if you put in a trade, it's got to be approved by the commissioner and that takes 24 hours for people to negotiate and whatnot and people to make reasons why it shouldn't go through. So we actually couldn't make the trade that night when we finally settled on what it would look like. Uh, the next day, KP got knocked out, but then he returned and that had me a little bit nervous. Uh, then the next day, Tommy Turbo came out and brained it, which meant that it had Jem a little bit nervous that he was throwing away a fantastic player, but it also meant that Turbo got picked for origin. That was the other side of Jem's argument was that he needs to win games over the next few weeks. He doesn't think he can afford to lose too many more games because he wants to lock himself in to play finals footy this year. Uh, so he made the decision 
uh, to make a trade, uh, which was a big one. It was very controversial in uh, my group chat, in my draft, which I get 100%. Um, I've obviously got Nathan Cleary, and I managed to give away. So the guys I gave away were Jermaine Asako, uh, Jermaine Asako, Cody Walker, and Teague Wilton. Uh, now, the Teague Wilton one, I, I you know, I, I didn't really care if I lost Teague Wilton. That didn't mean anything to me. Uh, I mean, he's a player that's averaging 60-odd points. So he's done really well this year, Teague Wilton. He's been fantastic. But I, I, I just don't need him because I've got so many two RFs. Uh, it's funny when you when you're so stacked in a certain position, the value of guys just doesn't mean anything to you. Jem's losing a number of forwards, or he has lost a number of forwards. He's going to lose a few more to the Origin Arena. Uh, so having a guy like Teague Wilton was good for him. Uh, and then I had to give him Cody Walker, who of course was my very controversial second pick overall, but. Uh, it's proven to be a cracker. It's proven to be a much better pick than what I thought it was going to be. He's absolutely killed it this year, Cody Walker. He looks fantastic. Um, you know, having probably his best Supercoach season in probably since 2021. I was going to say in quite some time, but it's not that long ago, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, going along at a really nice click. And Jermaine Osaka, who, as I said before, picked him in, uh, I think it was round 17, and he's averaging, you know, I, I think he's the second-best CTW at the moment. He's dual-position CTW fullback. Um and yeah, he's he's absolutely killing it. And I mean, we're twelve weeks in; it's a pretty big sample size, I think. So, um, giving away three pretty good players, but the guys I'm getting, uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that I won this trade. Uh, if it all goes well, I win this trade by a landslide. But I have taken Tommy Turbo, I have taken Kalen Ponga, and I've taken Tony Staggs. Now, getting Staggs doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, I do like that Staggs has definitely lifted um, his work rate over the last few weeks. You have a look through his stats, uh, which I, I don't think was really spoken about in, in the group chat or anything, but if you have a look through his stats, he has, I think he's gone out of his way to lift his work rate, so hopefully attacking stats come, but getting Turbo and Ponga is just fucking huge, and obviously there was a bit of uproar in our group chat simply because I already have Cleary uh, and the boys didn't want me to have Turbo and KP, which I get 100%, I understand that logic, but um, I mean, when you're talking about whether a trade is fair or not, it doesn't matter who else is in your team, uh, the fact that I drafted very very well, gave me leverage to be able to make these moves, and I went through every single team in the comp and found someone that I thought might be willing to make a big move, a big trade. So uh, when you put that sort of homework in, I think you should be allowed to get the benefits from it. So yeah, as I said, uh, a couple of blow-ups in the chat and whatnot and everything and everyone's upset and uh, it is what it is. That's the way that Supercoach Draft goes. So um, yeah, so we've managed to get our paws on KP, who uh, who then wasn't selected for Queensland, which we didn't see coming at all, but Jem still decided, look, I just don't want to do these fucking HIAs anymore. Uh, he obviously got knocked out the other day, which you know no one wants to talk about, but he did get knocked out. Uh, he then returned to the game, which everyone was shocked by. So I mean, I I think all the boys in the in my comp think that this is a knockout huge victory for me and there's no risk whatsoever, uh, which a few of them said. But, I mean, fuck, there's a lot of risk here. Tommy Turbo, Saturday, uh, people weren't picking him for origin because his body wasn't up to it. Um, play, plays a good game on Sunday, no doubt about that, but he's still got a huge injury cloud around him moving forward. And KP, I mean... He got knocked out on the weekend again, which has kept him out of so much football and ruled him out of last season as well. So if it all goes to plan, my team is fucking unbeatable. Uh, but it is a gamble that I have taken. And, you know, there's an argument there that I probably didn't need to make this trade. And I get that. But, uh, you know, I like to risk it for the biscuit. I like to go all chips in and try and get the best team I possibly can to lock myself into a premiership this year. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll see how the uh, the revenge trades looks over the next few weeks too. I'm sure it'll be interesting, as it always is, and fair play to them. Have a red-hot crack. Uh, see what you can do. Make some moves. So, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But those are our moves for 
this week, I would suggest it'll probably be the last trade I make this year. It might be the last trade I make ever, to be completely honest with you. I don't think it's gone down too well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but this week... This game, I come up against Wilkie. Uh, now, Wilkes is a guy in our comp that has won two premierships as well. He's actually beaten me. I think he's, he's two premierships he's won. He's beaten me in both grand finals. So, um, yeah, not a huge fan of Wilkes when it comes to the super coach world. Uh, he has definitely pulled my pants down on a few occasions, which fucking sucks. And... Uh, yeah, ones that I do not forget. I'll tell you that much for free. But I take on Milks this week. It is, of course, a buy round, guys. So there are uh, not all the players are playing. Only half the comp is playing. There's only five games on. So these weeks, it really is, uh, you know, a battle of attrition. It's how many players you've got compared to how many players they've got. It's the question of if you've got less players, how many guys are you willing to sacrifice to be able to make up ground? For me, I'm very lucky this week, and I knew this week was coming. I've planned it out from... Uh, you know, from about five or six weeks ago, I knew that I would be absolutely stacked uh, for this round. I've got 11 players. So that's fantastic. I've got 11 good players as well. Um, and the trade obviously hurt, losing Jermaine Asako and losing Cody Walker, uh, two guys that were going to play this weekend and would have been genuine captain or VC options. Uh, but obviously, Caelan Ponger is featuring at fullback this week, which was a little win from Teamless Tuesday uh, and not in the Queensland side. So at the moment, as it stands, uh, I have got about 11 players. Uh, Wilkie's only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And realistically, they aren't his eight strongest players. So uh, yeah. It might be a tough week at the office, but we have seen huge upsets in these games before. Um, he's also got Jacob Little too, so he's got nine actually. Had Jake Trevojevic as well, who's just been ruled out for a couple of weeks. He's carrying a lot of injured guys at the moment, Wilkes, and he tends to do this every single year. To his credit, it's worked out for him on a number of occasions, but this year he's still carrying, he's going to carry Jake Trevojevic. He's got Connor Watson, uh, and he's also carrying Dane Laurie as well. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't love the strategy, and I think it's getting a little bit too late in the season to be keep doing this. But uh, in a 14-man comp, when you're, when you're waiting for guys to come back, it can be very hard to manoeuvre your way out of that if it doesn't work out that way. Thankfully, it did for me this year at the start of the season, but had had to move off a couple of guys and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it can be tough. So we'll go through the games this weekend, the matchups. Dolphins v. Dragons. I've got Connolly Lemuelu, who if he can just get me that 50-60, I'll be stoked with. I've also got Jack DeBellum playing 13. Be interesting to see what his role is. Is under the new coach car. Um, I was considering VCing Jack DeBellin, but the beauty of this round is that you can VC whoever you want, essentially, up until the second last game because you've got the buyer players, you can come in and swap guys. So I'm probably going to save my VC for a little bit later in the week, uh, depending on Campbell Graham's fitness. But Jack DeBellin could be a really safe option that I could take later in the week and it could win it for me. Uh, from the Dolphins and the Dragons, Wilkes doesn't have anyone except for Jacob Little, who will be coming off the bench there. Uh, so Jacob Little is his only player uh, who I'm not sure why it's not in his starting team at the moment. Jacob Little, his only player. Uh, the next game, we've got the Parramatta Eels and the Cowboys. I don't have a single player from this team. The only one that Ryan has got is Helam Lukey, who, of course, got hooked in the last game. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many minutes he plays. But he's a guy that can really stand and deliver. But the Cowboys, with so many troops missing... Um, yeah, I, I question how they're going to go in this game. The next game, we've got the Warriors and the Broncos. 
I've got Jackson Ford and Montoya, both guys coming off the buys. Jackson Ford returning from a HIA. And also my new fellow, Katoni Staggs, uh, a guy that I'm happy to have. I've had him a few times throughout the year. I know that he can fucking annoy you. He's annoyed me. Uh, sorry, I've had him a few times over the years. He has annoyed me a lot of the time. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm liking his work rate at the moment. So we'll see how Katoni goes. If he's my third or fourth CTW, I'm happy to run with that. Uh, for Wilkes, he has got Dallin Matenis Lesniak and Marata Nekore. So I'll be praying for the ball to go to the left to Ford Montoya. He'll be playing for the ball to go to the right to Nick Corey and, and Dallin Matenis Lesniak. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've then got the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Canberra Raiders. I have got here Campbell Graham, Corey Hawes with Joe Tappanay and Seb Chris. Corey Hawes were named on the on the edge. Very, very interesting. So I'm going to have to hope that he gets an attacking stat this week. If not, I think he scores about 40. So fingers crossed. Joe Tapanay playing 13. Hopefully he plays decent minutes there. And then Seb Chris. What do you say about Seb Chris? Seb Chris is just Seb Chris. Playing fullback. We'll see how he goes. Uh, but for South Sydney, if they do manage to get a big win here, it could be interesting because... Uh, Ryan has Alex Johnson and Tane Milne, so he's got both wingers. So I have no doubt that AJ will either get a VC or a captain in this game. He's also got Tane Milne, Totola, and Lachlan Ilya. So South Sydney have a big day out. Could be very, very interesting. Hopefully... If Campbell Graham goes big, hopefully Ilias is the one involved in that, so it could square up those points. Uh, and hopefully Campbell Graham, if Tane Milne scores a few tries, hopefully Campbell has a whole has a hand in them. But AJ is probably the one that I scare them is scares me the most. I think he's got the most chance of going 100, 150, and uh, pulling a huge upset this week. So it'll be an interesting one to watch. The next game is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Manly Seagulls. In this one, uh, Ryan's got Ruben Garrick, so if he is chasing points, he's a Another one that could wrangle them in, but uh, I've got Adam Elliott, who's finally in the starting side, and Kalen Ponga, my new signing. So uh, feeling pretty confident this week. I think I should get the job done. I've got three more players than Wilkes, uh, but if Wilkes wants to, he could make some moves on the waiver wire, which will be interesting. Uh, guys that he could drop, Connor Watson. Uh, he could drop Harrison Edwards. He could drop... Dane Laurie. So there are a number of guys that he could drop to pick up other guys if he wants to. We'll see if he does. I'm not sure if he will, to be completely honest with you guys. I think he he might just cop an L this week. Uh, or he might pick up guys later in the week, depending on how... Um how his players are going. If he's in the game and he thinks that with AJ he might be able to have a shot at winning it, then he might make a move. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Personally, if I was him, I wouldn't be throwing away all these guys that are on my extended bench that I obviously value to hold them this long uh, for this game. But he is probably the most unpredictable supercoach player in our competition. So, fuck knows what Ryan's going to do here. Uh, but, yeah, look, myself, I'm not going to make any waivers or anything. I am happy with my team as it is. Uh, happy with the guys I've got sitting 
on the bench to come back. I don't think I need to make any moves. So we'll see what Ryan does and what he throws up and the sort of score he throws up. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, if I was a betting man, I'd have myself at a reasonably short favourite uh, to win this game. But yeah, the biggest news of the week, the big trade, Cody Walker, Jermaine Isako and Teague Wilton swapped out for a couple of gambles, but a couple of bits of absolute gold in Tom Travojevic and Kalen Ponga. And then we also got the toe sucker, Katoni Staggs, in there as well. So fingers crossed that those guys are able to play the vast majority of footy or just fingers crossed that one or two of them can play the last four games of the season, the finals, where it counts because uh, that's where it will be decided. Cody Walker obviously doesn't play the prelim final as well. So that's another thing that I had to contend with. I think I would rather take the punt on one of KP or, or Tom Travojevic featuring in that game. And then hopefully both those teams are still fighting for a top eight berth or or whatever it might be to uh, play in the last week. So they won't. I don't think either of those got teams will be resting those players ready for finals or anything like that. So that was another part of my thinking there. So yeah, very interesting week. A lot of blobs and whatnot, which I get. I understand that. Uh, it's all part of it, uh, which is all good and well. Uh, but you know, I, I think I went about it pretty well and didn't break any rules or anything. So yeah, it's always the fun of draft comp. So everyone gets very emotional, very into it, which is mad. I fucking love it. Um, yeah. So Big week, really enjoyable. We'll see how we go this weekend. I'd have myself as a favourite to win this week. And then we're really into origin with restings and all that. It's going to be a shit fight of a couple of weeks. If I can get through the next eight weeks and just win two to three games, I'll be more than happy with that. Uh, but I think I am going to go pretty good during the bye weeks because I really don't have too many origin players. Uh, I traded one in in Tom Travojevic, but outside of that, it's really only Nath Cleary and Turbo. That's that's really the only origin players I have. So I'm, I think I'll do pretty well during this period. And I think I'll be well set up for the finals at the back end of the season. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.